can do a little review without spoilers first and then um, I'll just give you a signal and then the official spoiler version would start. Alright, we're in season 8. Last season of Game of Thrones has been happening since 2011. How do you guys feel? We're so close to the finish line. Exciting, exciting. Um, Quick information about me. Sometimes I do a British accent sporadic. I don't mean to offend anybody. It's the way I express excitement sometimes. Very bad British accent. The more you know. The episode had a lot of changes in it. It suppressed a lot of people. Characters suffered. Some characters didn't. I personally did not like it. This is the spoiler-free zone, so I'm not going to give any details about it, but you should watch it to be able to discuss it with your friends, be able to um, rant about it as much as everybody's doing. Join the party, dude. Join the party. Just a little information. This season 8 um, on IMDb started with an 8.1 stars, and the last episode has a 6.8 some people believe about the stars and ranting and IMDb, blah, blah, blah. I'm just giving it as a reference. That's how things are right now. The episode The Bells, which is the last one that was released, the 13th of May, 2019, has 6.8 stars on IMDb. It's not the lowest of the season, but it's not the best. Okay, I think that's enough information about the episode in itself. I cannot keep talking about it without giving you spoilers, guys. So let's do... Let's enter the spoiler zone. Be ready. Beware. Put on <laughs> your armor and grab your sword. Valyrium steel, anything you like, because this is going to get heavy. In the episode The Bells, I have to talk about it, you guys. What? I swear. I swear. What the fuck have they done with all the characters? I'm not even gonna pinpoint one of them. They destroyed all of them. It was like they themselves, the writers, were on the dragon and the characters were um, burst into flames and totally destroyed. I'm sure many people feel that way. This episode was directed by Miguel Sapochnik. I don't know him, but I already hate him. What the fuck, Miguel? Obviously the writers, you know them, D&D, David Benioff, and um, the other day I cannot um, remember because apparently it's not worth remembering. I'm a little bit harsh on it. They've done an amazing job, but this episode wasn't one of the good stuff they've done. Let's start with uh, the arcs of uh, the characters. That's mainly what I focus on. Obviously the production value of this episode is amazing because it's Game of Thrones and they got the money, they got the cash. I cannot complain about that, can I? But it still felt really cheap. It was a cheap episode in the sense of they they sacrificed all the characters for the sake of what? For the sake of viewing? For the sake of shock from us? They think we're just gonna like take everything they give us and not complain and just be like oh great episode a lot of dragons loved it no we can think (laughs) we have eyes we have a mind we connect stuff and we didn't like this episode that's the um, opinion of everybody around there around the parts of the internet everywhere Anyway, let's talk with, uh, let's start with Danny. Or no way, let's talk about Dar- Varys' death. What the fuck happened there? It'll happen real quickly for me. 
um, he was totally right. He was really right about everything he was saying. I caught the moment it happened, I knew that he was, uh, when he was talking to Martha, that little girl, when she was like, oh, she doesn't eat. And he's like, well, we'll try it supper. I knew in that exact moment that he meant that he was going to poison Danny. Some people didn't get it, but I got it. Love me some murder mysteries. Fun fact about me, number two. Varys was playing with... It was a very dangerous game, and he got caught, and he got killed. He got roasted. But the scene where Danny and um, Jon Snow and Tyrion are all there, and it's really dark, and then suddenly the head of the dragon appears. That was a very good shot. I really liked it. That was the moment of the episode where I still had hope about everything in my life. So I appreciated that, and I said out loud, that was a great shot. It really ominous, really cool. Loved it. Well, Varys is out. Tyrion, you little shit. You betrayed him. It makes sense for you. But lately, Tyrion has been, like every character, has been taking really different choices that he would have taken in other seasons of the show. Tyrion has always been the person who listens to experts, who listens to people who know more about him. Didn't he have, like, the longest conversation with Bran before the Battle of Winterfell? He wanted to learn about the history of humankind, blah, blah, blah. No, in this case, he just um, betrayed the friend. That's fine. You do that. I don't think he'll do a lot of group projects if he were in high school. Because he would betray everybody. I'm kidding. He's a really nice guy. But this episode, everybody's out of character. So we shouldn't blame poor, uh, P- um, Tyrion. Poor Tyrion. That's what I was going to say. Now we continue with... Jon Snow, Jon Snow did nothing, Jon Snow didn't, well, he knew nothing, but also, he did nothing, (laughs) I know he fought, I know he blah blah blah, but he didn't really think throughout the whole episode, I don't know if it was his head being filled with so much drama and being away from home, or just he's still on a shock because the people, so many people died in the bottle of Winterfell, in the bottle of Winterfell. <laughs> in the bottle of Winterfell. I do not know. We'll never find out. I think I was going to say that Danny's beautifulness and vagina is magical. And that's why nobody noticed that she was plotting. It was so clear to me. I don't know. Tyrion and Jon didn't see that she was going to turn cray cray. They've been hinting it for a while. Is it correct from the writers to just... Um, do that once in a while, like, it just, it happened all of a sudden, but at the same time, we saw it coming. Somehow, it's still not an excuse, but it was coming, we all knew it. Um, Jon Snow did nothing, he was shocked in the, when they went to King's Landing, he was right there in the middle of the battle, was looking around, shocked, that was the entirety of it all, didn't plan, didn't help, um much he was just there like he always he was he was doing Jon Snow you know what I mean you can't ask Jon Snow to do anybody else Jon Snow gotta do he has to do himself that sounds weird be you you do you Jon Snow I don't know now let's talk about other kind of important characters throughout the episode Arya and the Hound why did they make such a big deal about them leaving Winterfell? If Arya was gonna be like, you know what? I'm not sure about this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna head home. Okay, bye. I love you. Why would they do that? I know maybe we needed Arya there in King's Landing, but it was really weird 
we all like Arya. She's a fun favorite, obviously. And after killing the, the, the White King, is it that name? I don't remember. I'm too excited to even think about the name of the characters anymore. After killing the Night King, thank you. After killing the Night King, everybody wants to see what she's going to do. And everybody, some people thought that she was going to kill Cersei, which me, I, I knew she wasn't going to do nothing, nothing, because she has already killed the Night King. She needs a fucking vacation, and she deserves everything she wants. To be honest, she could go to Honolulu for all I care. She's done her part. Maybe someday she'll realize that she made a horrible mistake by turning Gendry down, and she'll go and retire to the place that Gendry's at. You maybe have guessed that I don't have very good memory. You know where he is. Over there. Yeah. Arya and the Hound made their way to the castle, made it all the way, and then the Hound was like, you know what? We should just not... You should just not come with me because you're literally a child... So, I'll just leave you here. Bye. Which is really... It was really a beautiful moment between the Hound and Arya. And we all really appreciate it. Until then, everything was going fine. <laughs> we were dreamers still at that part of the episode. Our dreams had not been destroyed. Everybody was kind of okay, following their path. Um, Just you wait. Just you wait. So, Arya goes back to the city. And she has to deal with a bunch of stuff happening. It's kind of like Pompeii, you know, that city that got, um, there was a volcano nearby and it exploded and there's a lot of ash and everybody died. It kind of reminded me of that. Fun fact, Kit Huntington played the hero of the movie Pompeii, if you want to see it. I don't know more information about the movie other than Kit Huntington plays a gladiator in Pompeii and then the Pompeii thing Pompeii. <laughs> the volcano exploded, so he has to escape with his female interest, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, little tangent, back to Arya. I liked it. I like how they're using Arya in the Battle of Winterfell and in this battle, if you can call it a battle, because it was really children's play, how she gets a perspective of the people on the ground, how she deals with stuff firsthand, and we're there with her, which is great. I think it's a really good technique, and it really brings you in the moment. So we see Arya star- struggling. We see her trying to help a mother and a child. I will admit that I cried at some point. I am a sensible woman, so you'll hear about that many times throughout these reviews. But it was it really it was a really good story for Arya. Arya kind of made her way through the episode. The only time that I didn't really ball her like actions was when she was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go home," or "I'm gonna go somewhere else." I don't know where she would go. To be honest, I don't know where she would go. She said she was not going to go back to Winterfell. Maybe she will go back to Gendry. Who's to say? May- hopefully next episode we'll say. But yeah, she struggles and she survives. So good for Arya. You know, you know her. She's a survivor. She's the kind of woman who always has a tampon and a sanitary towel and wipes and everything with her. But it looks like she doesn't have a purse. It just She just has it with her. And you're like, do you have? And then she's like, yes, I have it. I'm ready for anything. I am a survivor. Anyway, Arya Stark is, you know, she's okay. She's fine. Now we're going with the Hound. The Hound was, thank God the Hound was in this episode. It was the only safe, like, line of character that I could follow. He made the decisions that he would have made seasons ago. Oh, trusty, oh, trusty Hound. Very, very happy for him. 
I mean, I'm not happy that he died, but I like that scene between him and the brother. I think it's great also. I was talking to a friend, and he was telling me, yeah, you know, and the hound and the mountain fighting. And I was like, yeah. But then I realized people who don't know about Game of Thrones would think that sentence is crazy. Like a hound and a mountain fighting. But for us who are in this community, that kind of language makes sense. But for other people, it would be like, what? Anyway, just a little, just a little thought for you. It was a great fight. I kind of liked it. I also liked the moment where um, Kaiborn was kind of like, you come back here. I'm your Frankenstein. And then the guy's like, get out. And kills him just right there. And I also love the wiggly moment of Cersei. We're going to talk about Cersei later. Where she's just like, excuse me, excuse me. I'll just go, I'll just go through here. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Cersei was really Cersei in that moment. I got to admit. Anyway, back to the Hound. Jeez. The Hound was great. The Mountain was great. They both played their part. The Mountain looked kind of like Darth Vader when he took off the... The... That thing that he had on his head. English is not my mother tongue. I apologize. He really looked dead. So it's a reminder that he was dead the entire time. Even though we knew it. But he really looked dead. And then he took off his... His um, armor for some reason. And you got to see his dead body. The entirety of it. It was great. And then he... uh, The hound just stabbed the eye of his brother. Just like little bear did to the giant. And it all worked. So next time you're in some kind of situation. I hope you're not. Just go for the eye. Just go for the head, like Thor would say. But for the eye explicitly. You kill the giant slash mountain. So the hound had a beautiful ending. He finally killed his brother. Obviously in the process, he died too. But we knew it was going to happen. He died actually by, well, the combination between falling of a tower and fire. But as poetic justice and poetic irony, is it called? We'll just say that he was killed by fire. Because it's it's more meaningful that way. And I think those are the two kind of characters that stayed as themselves throughout the majority of the episode. More than anybody else. Thank you, Sandra Clegane. Your watch has ended, even though you were never there in the night watch. You wouldn't have fit at all. Thank God you weren't. Okay, keep going. We're going with... (sighs) Listen. (laughs) I have so many feelings about Cersei and Jaime. I will cut the bitch who defends Jaime Lannister's actions. Remember in last episode where everybody was like, you know what, he's just tricking Brienne. He's just trying to say what she wants to hear so she won't follow him. Bitch, we thought he really left... People were comparing um, Jamie Lannister to addicts who have an addiction to something and that at some point they relapse. They were comparing this incest relationship or, well, any kind of relationship can be like drugs. I'm not saying incest, you know. Anyway, people were comparing to it. I kind of understand it, but it all, it all came out of nowhere because Jamie and Cersei had spent, I don't know how many, I think a whole season apart. No, I'm not going to say two, because that's crazy. But one and a half seasons apart. So we all kind of thought that he was over her. But apparently he was not over her. And Jamie disappointed everybody. And we were rooting for you. Tyra Banks meme. And that's it, dude. I don't know what to tell you, Jamie. You're beautiful. You're a handsome, gorgeous man. But you disappointed everybody. So, bye, Jamie. Also, your fight with... um. 
Euron Greyjoy was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Euron Greyjoy died just the way we all saw him first. To be like, oh, that guy's annoying. <laughs> and when they were fighting, we thought, the guy Euron is annoying. When he died, he was like, oh, that guy was annoying. And that was Euron Greyjoy's point in this. A friend of mine was really annoyed that Euron was still there after so many important characters had passed away and people had important arcs and Euron just came with this one-dimensional character saying that he wanted to fuck a queen. He did it and he just, he died. So good for Euron. You get, you get some kind of award. Cersei Lannister. This is the biggest disappointment in this history of Game of Thrones. Not only for the fact that her death was anticlimactic, to say the least, but also because her character changed in a way they could have used a totally different actress and we would have never guessed that it was the same character. Why did we humanize her so? Why did we put her in that light? Okay, I'll answer myself. I know it's so that we see that the actual villain all along has been Daenerys Targaryen and that she's gone mental just like her dad and that actually Cersei is a victim of Daenerys and blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit for everybody involved. Thank you very much, D&D. No, Cersei Lannister has always been a cruel woman. And yeah, sure, she sometimes was a little bit of a coward, but I don't think she would have reacted the way she ha- she reacted throughout the whole thing. At the beginning of the episode, she was really sure of herself, but then um, it all escalated. Maybe it was the hormones of the pregnancy who we never got any proof of, other than the fact that Kyburn told her. You know, you get false positives, false affirmations of being pregnant, that's why you take more than one test. So maybe Cersei should have done a double check or went to her gynecologist to check if she was really pregnant because she didn't show. She still drank wine and she still acted like a motherfucking asshole. So maybe, <laughs> I'm being so harsh right now, maybe she just needed to um, snap out of it, as Sheriff would say. Cersei was a disappointment. Her death was shit. Talking about the baby that we never got a glimpse of. We never got a... Sh- not even like a... I don't know. Not a little bump on her dress. Nothing. Nothing. Not even the shadow of a baby we saw. And then that moment. Oh, it's us. Okay, sure. I cried. I was PMSing. You cannot judge me. But seriously, it was... It wasn't an underwhelming scene. Because I still cried. And it made me feel things. But not for these characters. Because they did this kind of like... Pompeii lovers, Pompeii once again, yes, kind of lovers, like, oh my god, we're gonna die together, I love you, I've always loved you, and I understand that the kind of relationship they had was really strong, because they were not only lovers, they were sister and brother, they were friends, they were family, because they did have children together, and they did raise them together at some point, somehow, it's a really, really deep connection they both had, but it still felt that it didn't belong there, and it still disappointed me to my core and I need rehab because it sucked you know what else sucked (laughs) to see Grey Worm become that monster I've heard that they wanted him to be like the angel of death I don't know who the fuck thought of that but that sounds like crap to me 
after Miss Sunday's like death, I understand everybody is really traumatized. They all have their 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 what's that called when you're somebody has passed away. They're grieving, right? They're in this grief period that I would like to respect if they hadn't been, if everybody hadn't act like a total crazy person. <laughs> Grey Worm just killing people that were innocent when Missandei would have never wanted him to do that. So I kind of saw her throughout the whole thing in his mind. I don't know how he got the conclusion that he could just kill innocent people. Oh, wait, I know, because... Dan Daenerys Targaryen, the 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 flip coin of people, just ignore the bells that were mentioned thematically during the whole episode and just started burning people alive. That's why he acted the way he acted. Daenerys Targaryen, I know it's not your fault that you acted that way. I could see the writers between you and me on the screen the the entirety of the time. I am disappointed, not in you, once again, the character is not the fault of the character, because it's not even, it doesn't even feel like canon, because it was really transparent to me that the writers did it to, you know, I understand Miss Sandy has passed away, I understand she's been, she feels betrayed by everybody, she didn't get um, Jon Snow's D at the beginning of the episode, that could frustrate everybody, I guess, but... It just happened all really quickly. They needed more episodes this season. It didn't happen. They wanted it to have it done. I understand it's tough for everybody involved to be available for certain um, certain days, certain months, certain... I don't know how much time you need for those. But it still felt like an easy way out. Let's just make Dennis Targaryen the villain in this episode by just do something she's never done before. And I know at the beginning of the episode, she already looked tired. She didn't have her hair braided as usual because Miss Sunday didn't do it for her. Yes, teardrop, very sad. But it still felt out of character. It still felt like a betrayal and an insult to us as viewers and as Game of Thrones fans, in my opinion. That's just me. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what's going to happen next episode. I don't know what Daenerys is going to do. I sure hope... That somebody kills her. <laughs> I sure hope so. I'm talking to you, Jon Snow, please. In next episode, I hope. Jon Snow, please. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, don't, I, I think he's going to have a tough time if he has to execute Daenerys Targaryen. Because obviously he loves her. Or so he said. They don't bone, but he loves her. You know, that kind of relationship. A friend of mine suggested that she might be the one who gives herself up. And that says, you know what, I've done something horrible, I deserve to die. Which I think it could be an option if we want to have some kind of redemption arc for Daenerys. I would love it to happen because then it would be, yeah, people would feel better about her decision. And they'll be like, okay, maybe she's going back on the track that she came to. Her original character arc, which actually it was to free everybody, break the will, and be a good, be the good queen that she deserved to be. But she killed a bunch of people and was a horrible person. Maybe she will give herself up. I don't think so. We can always we can always believe, be believers. Next episode, I also think that Tyrion is gonna be pissed. Now, there's two things that could happen with Tyrion. First of all, he was the one who helped Jamie escape. Will Daenerys find that out? 
And if she does, will she kill Tyrion? Or maybe they won't find out because everything is a mess and they're all suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And Tyrion will have to help Jon get rid of Daenerys. That's the only like that's the only explanation I can think of. Don't even ask me. Don't even ask me if, if who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne because it well it hasn't been shown that the Iron Throne has been destroyed. But I mean, at some point, it could have been damaged. It must have been damaged, melted perhaps. I don't know. I hope Sansa sits on the Iron Throne. That's my personal take on it i love sansa stark she was right from the beginning and i could see her rolling her eyes throughout the whole episode being like i told you so i told you so i told you so she wouldn't say that she would be more of a lady about it but still i she was with me the whole time and i felt really sorry that we didn't get to see a glimpse of winterfell or brienne which is also a badass and i imagine just if i were brienne i'd be in front of um fire just having a lot of ben and jerry's writing my feelings (laughs) watching a show i don't know she would do that but talking to sansa being like oh my god that guy just left me he's an asshole i know he has a thing for his sister too which i should i should have known that was not the right man for me (laughs) that's just brianne just gossiping with sansa that's how i imagine both of them spend the episode just safe next to a fire gossiping about jamie and that was my review of the latest episode of Game of Thrones, The Bells. Hope you liked it. I will um, do another episode about next episode. That's how it works, isn't it? And after Game of Thrones is done, I'll review movies. I'll review more TV shows. I'll review, hell, I'll review food. I don't know. I like true crime. Maybe I can talk about true crime for a while. I should choose um probably I should choose a th- like the like theme thematic, so that this is more comprehensive. But this is what you get. I'm a mess until I get my shit together. This is all it's gonna be. So thank you so much for watching. Not for watching. Oh my god, I'm repeating what the YouTubers say. Thank you so much for listening. If you wanna follow me, <laughs> um at sarcastic dimples on instagram i review movies there too what a coincidence wow and that's it i don't have any more social media handles that are worth mentioning so hope you listen to me next week bye